from KQED. You can see behind the employees is a conveyor with all the old CRT picture tubes. Jim Cornwell is the president of Universal Recycling Technologies in Janesville, Wisconsin. It's what they call a cradle-to-grave electronics recycling company. And those tubes are going up into a machine that we designed and built that takes the picture tube and separates the leaded glass from the borosilic or panel glass. Since Wisconsin's e-waste law took effect last year, Cornwell has added over 40 new employees at the Janesville facility. And while the state did not keep e-waste data before the program began, they have seen a 34% increase in e-waste collections in the last six months. The law has helped take in what would have languished in someone's basement or worse, been dumped illegally in a landfill. Illegal because all of that e-waste is loaded with nasty chemicals and heavy metals like lead, cadmium, and mercury. In your average television, there's over 4,500 chemicals that are used to make a flat panel display. Sheila Davis is executive director of the Silicon Valley Toxics Coalition, based in San Jose, California. And the same with your computer. There's over a thousand different kind of uh, chemicals that just go into making an integrated circuit board in your computer console. That's a lot of chemicals. And when you throw them away, those chemicals go somewhere. And right now, there's really not a safe place for them to go. That's why Wisconsin and 23 other states have enacted so-called take-back legislation over the past decade. The laws require electronics manufacturers to provide for the collection and recycling of e-waste. In Wisconsin, manufacturers need to collect and recycle 80% of the amount of electronics they sell in the state. If they can't collect that much, they're fined. But Wisconsin's law is different than many of the other states with e-waste laws, and that's making it difficult for electronics producers, says Walter Alcorn, a vice president with the Consumer Electronics Association. There's some, I believe, 19 different registration sets of registration requirements that exist across the states, and these create uh, additional compliance costs that really uh, don't go towards getting more electronics recycled, which is ultimately the goal of this, this whole effort, I believe. Alcorn says a federal e-waste law would eliminate some of the redundancies, as well as what he calls the dead weight costs of administering 24 different programs. These are costs that uh, don't go towards collecting or recycling used electronics, but go to something else that would not be necessary if there were a national system for recycling electronics. Although there is a bill in Congress that would curtail e-waste exports to some developing countries, there is nothing in the works to coordinate producer responsibility. That's because there is wide disagreement between the computer industry, TV industry, environmental groups, and other players over how strict a law should be and other details that involve potentially billions of dollars in costs. Jason Linnell is executive director of the National Center for Electronics Recycling, which helps promote recycling programs across the country. He suggests that a national take-back law might be easier to administer, but not all manufacturers will embrace it. It's not something that the industry will talk about a whole lot, but privately they'll say, maybe it's better that we only have 25 states right now and not 50, because that's a whole lot more people if we have all 50 uh, states covered and potentially a whole lot more volume that we'd be responsible for collecting and funding the recycling of. New e-waste laws take effect this year in New York, New Jersey, South Carolina, and Vermont. But even with them, one-third of Americans still live in states with no e-waste recycling laws. And until that changes, experts say, millions of obsolete cell phones, broken VCRs, and unwanted TVs will keep heading for landfills. For Quest Wisconsin, I'm Todd Witter.